Welcome to the Just Pod, a podcast by the Criminal Justice Section of the ABA, the unified voice of criminal justice. Welcome to this episode of the Just Pod. Today we are joined again by our current chair, Wayne McKenzie. Wayne, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure to be with you, Emily. Yeah, thank you. So Wayne is currently the general counsel at the New York City Department of Probation and is joining us for a check-in with the chair. So let's just get started with talking about what's been going on up until this point since our last check-in. Recently, the section has resumed in-person meetings, which is great. So Wayne, can you tell us about the two institutes that were hosted by the section recently? Sure, Emily, my pleasure. In fact, I've got to give a shout out to our white collar community in the criminal justice section because they're boldly leading the way. In fact, they hosted our first two in-person meetings. Mm -hmm. First, there was the Southwestern White Collar Crime Institute, and that was in Braselton, Georgia. And the program in there covered a number of highly topical white collar subjects, including healthcare fraud, the enforcement priorities of the new Biden administration, and insights from federal district court judges on litigation in the region. We also heard from former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein in a fireside chat at that meeting. And I must say, while I was not there, I heard even the surroundings were pretty charming. Yes. The Chateau Alain is gorgeous. It is I, lovely grounds. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having an opportunity to experience that in person myself. Mm -hmm. But I did have the opportunity to travel to Miami for the National White Collar Crime Institute which met October 27th through 29th. And I've got to tell you, when I left New York, it was cold, damp, and dreary. And I arrived in Miami to 80-plus degree weather and sunshine. Now, nice contrast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So while the meeting was actually pushed to October due to the pandemic, we'll actually resume its regular spring meeting time. So the next one would be held in San Francisco from March 2nd through the 4th of 2022. Now, the Miami meeting also covered a wide range of the most pressing topics in white-collar crime, and it included a panel with leaders from enforcement agencies like the SEC, the FCPA, DOJ, and the FTC. The panels really covered the impact of COVID-19 on investigations and practices. And we had a keynote from the Honorable Lisa Monaco, the Deputy Attorney General, um, U.S. Department of Justice, and from the Honorable Richard M. Gurgel, the United States District Court Judge, the District of South Carolina. And I can say that having been there in person, I truly appreciated, and I think the participants also appreciated the opportunity 
for an in-person gathering. I mean, it was held safely, all the social distancing protocols, but you cannot underappreciate or undervalue the importance of the human contact and interaction. So it was great attending that conference. And I think I can speak for every attendee when I said it was well-received. That's great. Thank you for sharing that with us, Wayne. And there's been other work aside from meetings that the section engages in. So let's turn our attention to that in the areas of committee or task force work, anything with policy or publications that's been happening. Well, sure. In early October, the ABA sent a letter to Senate Majority Leader Schumer, Senate Minority Leader McConnell, and to the members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, a letter of support from the ABA Criminal Justice Section supporting their criminal justice reform efforts and legislation. We also had a couple of new CJS books published, including the annual publication of the State of Criminal Justice 2021. And this is important for us to note because this publication brings together authors from across the criminal justice field who provide reports on a wide range of topics relevant to the field of criminal justice. The publication examines and reports on the major issues, Supreme Court cases, trends, and significant changes in the criminal justice system during a given year, and it's a cornerstone of the criminal justice section's work. And, exciting enough, the task force for women in criminal justice published their final report, Pulling Back the Curtain. Yes. Uh, So, not just looking forward to having folks read that publication, but also to the ongoing work of the task force that will now be motivated by and spearheaded by this publication and their prior work. Mm -hmm. And listeners, if you were able to join us, we just recently had the reporter for that task force, Miriam Aaron Johnny, as well as one of the um, advisory members, Romani Rao join us to discuss the findings of the report as well. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that discussion, I invite you to go back in our episode inventory and find that one. So thank you for all of that, Wayne. That's a lot that the section's been doing and I know it continues its work. So let's look forward now. What is coming for the section in the next few months? Well, the next thing that we've got coming up is our 14th annual Fall Institute which will be hosted in Washington, D.C., Thursday and Friday, November 18th through the 19th at the Madison Hotel. And the theme of this institute will be probation and parole transformation, advancing racial equity and enhancing public safety. And, you know, just very briefly, we know over the past decade or so that there's been a lot of focus on incarceration and decarcerating and so many efforts geared at trying to reduce our prison and jail population. And overshadowed by that is when you look at the community supervision world, there are twice as many individuals on probation and parole supervision. And quite often those numbers 
are driving or contributing to incarceration rates because of the number of people who are routinely sent back to jail and prison on technical violations. And so I think the next focus for criminal justice reform is going to be in this area. And that's why I'm so excited that this institute is actually gonna focus on probation and parole reform. And to that end, I just wanted to just share some of the topics that we're gonna be covering, if that's okay with you. Of course. Well, we're gonna start on Thursday afternoon with a white collar crime town hall. And again, the conversation is going to be about the enforcement priorities in the Biden administration. And it will be a dialogue with key enforcement heads. And on Friday, we're going to kick off the Institute with a plenary session, debunking the myths of probation and parole supervision. There's going to be a conversation about what the initial purpose of probation and parole were, and a conversation about is it actually functioning in the way it was intended, or is it actually a contributor to this era of mass incarceration? Next, we're going to have, and I'm excited about this, this demonstrate how varied our topic and how broad our conversations are going to be. It's going to be a session on changing how we talk, abandoning the use of stigmatizing labels for justice-involved people. You know, we know labels matter. And so this panel will have some very accomplished academics and even a former secretary of corrections talking about the labels we use for justice-involved individuals. There's also going to be an alternatives to incarceration round table where the conversation will be looking back at the past, examining the present, and also discussing the future of alternative to incarcerations. Is it working the way it was intended? And once again, or is it contributing to the carceral state? And what can we do to make it function the way it was initially intended. And I think our folks have heard a lot about the use of artificial intelligence. And we're actually going to have a panel on the role of artificial intelligence in the carceral state. I mean, there's absolutely no question that there's implicit and unconscious biases. And these are just part of being a human being, but have these same biases infiltrated artificial intelligence. For example, the risk assessment and needs instruments that we're using to basically define an individual's future. And so if artificial intelligence is here to stay and it looks like it is, then it's important for us to understand its pitfalls and make changes before it's really too late. There's also going to be a panel on the first federal reentry court, which was in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, and its holistic model for success. So I think it's going to be interesting to hear what our federal counterparts are doing in this space. 
And finally, we're going to end with a plenary session on dismantling post-release barriers to successful re-entry. And here we actually have two amazing young men who were formerly justice involved and have dedicated their lives to working in the criminal justice reform space. And if there are any individuals who can actually speak to this subject, it's going to be hearing the voices of the impacted. So I think we've got a great lineup. I'm looking forward to it. And I'll encourage any listener who has not signed up for the Fall Institute, please come and join us. Yeah. And listeners, you may have noticed that that program is not including our annual awards luncheon. And you're right in recognizing that we do usually host the annual CJS awards luncheon as part of the CJS Fall Institute. But, and Wayne, I'm sure you can speak to this as well. Due to the ongoing pandemic, the decision was made to postpone the award ceremony until the spring meeting, right? Absolutely. Our primary focus as we move back towards in-person meetings is to create as safe a space for everyone. And so, yes, the decision was made to postpone our annual CJS Awards luncheon. And speaking of safety, not to intimidate anyone from joining us from the Fall Institute, hopefully this only motivates you further, but there is an added step to your registration process. So please note that as you're registering for the Fall Institute, that there is a crowd pass form that you have to fill out to be able to attend the event. Again, just ensuring these are COVID safety protocols that the ABA now has in place that will be in effect for the Fall Institute. So please watch your emails and look for those alerts and move forward with those and reach out to staff with any questions if you don't feel like you're getting the alerts and the prompts after you register for the Fall Institute. So thank you for that, Wayne. And we have a couple other events as well, right? Can you tell us about those? Yes, we have the 38th Annual National Institute on Criminal Tax Fraud and the 11th Annual National Institute on Tax Controversy. And that will be held December 8th through the 10th at the Four Seasons Hotel in Las Vegas. Now, this is an annual gathering of the Criminal Tax Controversy and Criminal Tax Defense Bar. And the program brings together high-level government representatives, judges, corporate counsel, and private practitioners working in tax controversy, tax litigation, and criminal tax prosecutions and defense. We also have coming up the inaugural Anti-Corruption Day of Learning 2021, and that's going to be held virtually on December 9th. That conference will include five separate hour-long sessions on challenges in international cross-border investigations, anti-bribery, anti-corruption enforcement updates, things to consider when disclosing to the SEC, DOJ, auditor lenses, things to consider when doing anti-bribery, anti-corruption audits, and use of analytics, artificial intelligence, and ABAC compliance. 
the speakers will include leading practitioners, in-house counsel, and representatives from the SEC and DOJ. Great, thank you for that, Wayne. And finally, Wayne, the time is rapidly approaching for council nominations. Can you tell us more about that process and how our listeners or members can participate? Sure. The CJS Council is the governing body of the criminal justice section. The council moves forward policy recommendations, CJS standards, and advocacy on behalf of the criminal justice section. Now, each council position has a term, and there are members that conclude their terms every year, and that provides the chance for new members to join our council. The vacancies are posted by the section with details for eligibility and nomination forms, and the call for council nominations will be open during the month of December. And I also want to add that the council will strive to have an equal number of prosecutors, equal number of defense bar, and we have a category that we call other, which is a category made up of judges, academics, and other criminal justice professionals. And that's important to note that we want to be a section, we strive to be a section, and we indeed are a section that is an accurate representation of the professional criminal justice spectrum. So for anyone interested in nominating someone or even self-nominating, please go to the appropriate section of our website and submit your nominations. Yeah, and listeners, while that is not currently available as the call will be open in December, please look out for communications from us. We will be posting that. We will be sharing that in our weekly digest newsletter that comes out on Wednesdays. And if you're listening to this and thinking, I don't believe I received that digest newsletter, then make sure to check your spam, connect with staff. We can help make sure that you're getting that. Again, members of the section receive that. So if you're not a member of the section, Time to fix that. Let's bring you on board. But yeah, that's where you can find that. We also will post to our social media as well. And so look for that in December. It will be the full month of December, as Wayne said. So, well, that's a lot that's going on. So thank you for helping us review all of that, Wayne, and walking us through what's to come. So before we wrap up today, it'll be several months before we check in with the chair again, and actually a couple months before the podcast returns listeners. This is our last episode of season three. So we'll be taking a break for December and January and come back in February. Wayne, is there any thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners? Just to end with that at the section, we always believe there's so much more we can be doing for our members, but In order to do that, we need two things. Number one, to hear from you. And number two, your active participation in our work. And so I encourage folks to become more active, both in their questioning and in their participation. And finally, until we next meet again through this podcast, I wanna wish everyone a happy, healthy, and safe 
holiday season. Wonderful. Thank you, Wayne. We appreciate it. And thank you, Emily. Great. All right. Well, listeners, once again, this was Wayne McKenzie, our current chair of the criminal justice section and also general counsel at the New York City Department of Probation. So thank you again. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode of The Just Pod.